So a problem that a lot of people deal with is bloating. Um, you know, whether it's chronic bloating or bloating after meals, or if you're a female, um, some of us can get really bloated like during or around our period. Um, and even though this is really, really common, you guys, because it is like, if you talk to somebody, I, I bet if you went and talked to like four out of five people right now and be like, hey man, do you like experience bloating frequently? They'd probably be like, yeah, this is extremely common, but it's not normal. Welcome to Becoming Natural. This is your host, Victoria Ray. I am a certified transformational nutrition coach and expert in the areas of mental wellness and nutrition. This podcast is to provide you with the tools and knowledge that you need so you can live a healthy and natural life in this crazy world full of absolutely crazy stuff that we normally would not encounter in our natural environment. So good freaking morning or afternoon to all of you absolutely gorgeous humans. I'm here just hanging out in literally my comfiest clothes right now and I have these unicorn slippers on and I've got my coffee and I am just living it up right now, just hanging out with you guys, chilling. It's going to be a good day. I'm going to have an absolutely amazing day. And I hope you have an amazing day too, or that you already had an amazing day. And also that you have an amazing day tomorrow. It is absolutely gorgeous out here today. And I've got my patio door open and I'm just listening to all the cute little birds out here. And you guys know how much I love birds. They're so cute. And there's this especially adorable little hummingbird that lives in this tree right out here right off my patio it's got like these um i don't know what kind of tree it is but it's got these big pink flowers and he loves them and he just hangs out there all the time comes by every day and just you know sometimes he'll sit in the tree and i, I honestly um before i came here i had never seen a hummingbird like sit and not be flying. I mean, obviously they have to do that, but I had never seen it. And he'll do that in this tree. He'll just kind of sit there and it's so cute and I love it so much. And he just absolutely makes my day when I see him. Um, I haven't seen him yet today, but I am definitely looking um, because yeah, he is just absolutely precious. Okay, so we've got some really awesome things to cover today, and it's over one of my favorite topics, which is food. And I love food. It is something that just makes me so happy. Like, I love everything about it. I love cooking it. I love sharing it. I love eating it. Literally, my favorite thing in the whole entire world is making food for people. And like, it doesn't even have to be a lot of people, um, but I love having friends over and making food for them. Like even just one person, like if I can make you food, like <laughs> that makes me so happy. Um, it's just like my heart. I love it so much. And especially if I know that the food that I'm making is going to be good for them. Um, because something that we forget is that food is actually medicine. It's literally the thing that gives our cells and our body the energy and nutrients that we need to survive. And one of my favorite ways to think about food is as sunlight. Because regardless of if we're eating a plant 
or if we're eating an animal, we're basically eating sunlight because the sun gave its energy to the plants so that they could grow the plants that you're eating and then the animal who ate those plants and then to you. So yeah, in a way we're basically consuming the sunlight and I just, I love that so much. And if you know me at all, you know that I love the sun and you know, just another one of my favorite things out here, uh, food, animals, sunlight. There you go. My favorite things in the whole planet right there. And also people that have good energy. I love that too. I, I love being able to be around somebody who just like exudes this positive, um, not even just like positivity all the time because that's completely unrealistic, but they just have this energy about them that is just good and light and I just, I love it. I love being around people like that. So there you go. There's my favorite things. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's go ahead and dive in here um, to our topic today about reducing bloating and improving your gut health. So a problem that a lot of people deal with is bloating, um, you know, whether it's chronic bloating or bloating after meals, or if you're a female, um, some of us can get really bloated like during or around our period. Um, and even though this is really, really common, you guys, because it is like, if you talk to somebody, I, I bet if you went and talked to like four out of five people right now and be like, Hey man, do you like experience bloating frequently? They'd probably be like, yeah, so it's extremely common but it's not normal. Like this should not be happening to you. It should not be happening to you chronically and it shouldn't be happening to you after you eat. It also shouldn't be happening to you on your period or before your period. It's not a normal thing, even though it's very, very common. So, you know, this can be super uncomfortable um, physically and also emotionally, it can make you really self-conscious and that's not what we want at all. Like I want you to feel like the best version of yourself all the time. So let's go ahead and try and figure out why this may be happening to you. So first off, if you are experiencing bloating after meals, there are a few things that may be happening. Uh, you may have a food sensitivity to something that you're not aware of not necessarily an allergy, but a sensitivity. And it's very possible that you're sensitive to grains, especially since the grains that we use here are so heavily processed and they've got all these um, extra things added to them like vitamins and minerals that are synthetic. Um, and these can be irritants um, on your body and they can cause some sensitivities. And these are not the same grains that our ancestors consumed. So we're not particularly great at digesting them in the first place. Uh, some of us are a little better at digesting them than others, but these are not the same. These have been genetically modified so that they are resistant to pests, so that they are resistant to harsh weather. And by doing this, um, you know, I'm not completely against genetically modified foods. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying that these are not the same type of grains that we would have been eating. Um, you know, I think it, I probably will do an episode over genetically modified foods and kind of um, where I sit on those. I, I don't hate them. Um, let me say that. I do think it's important 
a lot of that research is very important, especially with the changing climate, because if a lot of those foods are not going to be able to grow um, in higher temperatures and lots of climates are not um, suited or not will not be suited to grow certain things. So it is that science is very important. However, there is the biological aspect of it is like, how is that affecting us? How is that affecting our bodies? Um, kind of like these grains and these do affect us in a negative way. So I think um, taking that into consideration is very important. Uh, so yeah, these, these are heavily processed. Um, you may experience some bloating immediately um, or even like the next day or a couple days later. So my suggestion here is to try sprouted grains instead, uh, which are going to be very good for you. Um, something like an Ezekiel bread or Rudy's, or honestly, you can even try cutting out the grains altogether and opt for something like almond flour, tiger nut flour, coconut flour. Uh, an elimination diet here, and not even just with grains, with some other things. Like you could try cutting out dairy. You could try cutting out eggs. A lot of people have sensitivities to eggs. Uh, if you are sensitive to certain food dyes, which you probably are, um, or food additives, an elimination diet is gonna be very effective in finding your food sensitivities. And if you want to learn more about this from me, um, or you want my help with this, I do have an entire elimination diet meal plan that we can go over together and try and figure out what may or may not be causing you some sensitivity. Something else that can cause bloating after eating or, you know, during eating, honestly, is polyunsaturated fatty acids. And I do have an entire episode dedicated to these. And if you have not already listened to it, I do highly suggest that you listen to it, please do, because it's full of lots of information about these fats and how they negatively affect your body. If there's one piece of nutrition advice that you take from me and literally nothing else, it is to avoid these types of oils, vegetable oil, vegetable shortening, soybean oil, canola oil, sunflower oil, all these processed seed oils cause inflammation in your cells. And yes, the names sound very nice and very fancy. And personally, I used to think that um, vegetable oil and canola oil, I was like, well, canola oil is going to be better because um, it's coming from one source, right? Instead of like vegetable oil and uh, vegetable oil comes from vegetables. So it's going to be healthy. This is not true at all. This is marketing and they, these do not come from vegetables. They literally come from seeds that are chemically processed. And this is some of the worst shit that you can put in your body. Please try and avoid these if you can. Um, not only like for the inflammation aspect of it, but also it's they're gonna make you fat. That's like what these do. Um, it's also really bad for your brain health as well. So these are not good for you. Um, they wreak havoc on our microbiome, which, you know, leads to bloating, but also when we get further into it, it can lead to depression. It can lead to anxiety, or if you already have depression and anxiety, it can worsen these things. Um, so you have to be very conscious of these and trying to avoid them because they do hide in a lot of things. They hide in bread, cakes, chips, cookies, uh, packaged foods, and restaurants love cooking with these oils because they're so cheap. 
Um, and, and don't be afraid to ask what these people cook their food in. There's no shame in that and going somewhere and being like, Hey man, what do you guys cook your food in? Is it soybean oil or do you guys use butter? Like what, what are you cooking it in? Um, unfortunately they're probably going to come back with and say something like a vegetable oil or grapeseed oil. That's something that, you know, they like to use and it, it does sound healthy, um, but it's not. So don't let them make it sound fancy and trick you and don't be afraid to ask like this is for your health and there is no shame in wanting to know what you're putting in your body and our last little guy here that is absolutely notorious for causing bloating is sugar processed sugar so cane sugar beet sugar and beet sugar is actually used pretty commonly um in, in place of cane sugar, but it's just as processed. And these little guys are not only super addictive, but they are, they're really terrible for us overall. Um, they cause serious damage to the delicate ecosystem in our gut. And also they can damage our brain. We have a lot of good bacteria in us um, that help us digest our food. About three pounds of you is actually bacteria. And these are our friends. Like, we shouldn't be afraid of them. Like, bacteria are so good for us. They're important to be on our skin. Um, so using things like hand sanitizers is kind of bad as well because, yeah, maybe we're killing the bad guys, but we're killing the good guys too. And those good guys are important. Uh, the good guys in our gut help us digest our food. And they create hormones like serotonin and do all kinds of amazing things for us. Uh, but we do also have some bad guys in there. And they can cause things like SIBO and other GI issues. And these bad guys love to eat sugar. It's like their favorite food. And also like processed foods. Like these guys love that. And when we feed them, we're just, when we feed them their favorite foods, we're just making them stronger. And we're driving out the good guys. Now this is going to lead to chronic inflammation, bloating, anxiety, and depression. We really, really have to take care of our bacteria friends so that they can take care of us in turn. Uh, so what are some things that we can do for them so that they can do good things for us? Eat fermented foods, you guys. Fermented foods are like an absolute gold mine for our gut buddies. Things like sauerkraut, yogurt, kefir, kimchi, kombucha. These things are so, so good for you. And our ancestors have been eating fermented foods for thousands of years. It was, you know, a way to preserve and store food and they knew it was good for gut health. Every single well-documented culture in history has had some form of fermented food. You know, whether it's a dairy or a plant, they had something. And lots of um, like Northern European cultures, they had a lot of fermented dairy. Uh, so we had like uh, raw yogurts and kefir and things like that. And then you have a lot of like Asian cultures that have things like kimchi or kombucha. And I love kombucha, which is a fermented tea. And you can get all kinds of different flavors of kombucha. Um, like, for example, kombucha contains antioxidants. It contains probiotics and live bacteria that can boost your immune system. And because most of your immune system resides in your gut, which, yes, it does, 
and it can help strengthen your immune system. Like when we're feeding our body the things that it needs to be healthy, we're going to be healthy. Food is medicine, you guys. It is not just something that we're consuming to live, which yes, we are consuming it to live, but we also need to be very conscious of, you know, what we're eating in the forms of like medicine. So if I go to like a fast food restaurant and I get, I don't know, a burger and fries, which I would never do, but if I did, that's not feeding my body anything good. Is this doing something good for me? No, that's actually doing something bad for me. It's, <laughs> it's like, I don't it's like eating poison, literally. And a lot of the stuff, which is very sad that here in America, we have a lot of things that are allowed in our foods that are not allowed in other countries. They're banned in literally almost every single other place in the world. However, since these big food companies are so powerful here, um, so financially powerful that they basically can just like get away with whatever they want. And that's totally not okay. And they'll sit here and they'll advertise these things to us and be like, oh, look, um, look at this burger. Look how good it looks. Like you can get this and this and a freaking Coke for $5. And so then you go and get that and then you're going to feel like shit later. And then you're probably emotionally going to feel like shit because you're like, dang, well, I shouldn't have ate that. Now I'm going to be fat, which no, it's not going to immediately make you fat from eating one burger and fries and a liquid dyed syrup. Um, that's always been a strange concept to me is drinking Cokes. Like I, so growing up, I never drank them. Like, um, my mom wouldn't buy them. Um, she wouldn't like, we never had them in the house. Like if I ever drank them, it was at like a friend's house. And let me tell you, I would feel absolutely terrible, terrible after words. Um, but the older I've gotten, the stranger it is to me when people will be like, yeah, I'm thirsty. And they get a Coke because it's literally like corn syrup that has a, a dye in it. And the dye, the caramel dye that's in like uh, Dr. Pepper, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, it's actually carcinogenic. They know it's carcinogenic. However, it's still allowed. Um, so it's this diet corn syrup uh, in this soda water. And you're drinking it to not be thirsty, but it's sugar. And it's just, it's very strange to me. Um, it's something that I don't really understand. But I mean, if you drink them, and you love them, uh, there are some different options out there, like Olipop, if you're wanting to try and get to a more natural, healthier, I guess, healthier version of a Coke. Um, I do like drink lots of like sparkling water, um, like San Pellegrino, and I'll like put lemon and lime in it, because I do really like sparkling water. Um, but I do not, I don't drink Cokes, they just, Again, it's very, very odd to me. Um, but yeah, no, food is is medicine. <laughs> Obviously not that food, because uh, to me, if you ask me, that's not even food. Like, I'm just going to say straight up, no, that's just that's chemicals that have been smashed together in the form of, I don't know, chicken nuggets or something. That's not something that's good for you. 
I try to eat things that I know are good for my body. And especially during certain times, like if I'm starting to feel, I don't know, like kind of sick or something, I'll make sure to eat things that have more uh, immune boosting capabilities, like lots of leafy green vegetables uh, or eggs. You know, if I sometimes if I start to feel sick, I will eat eggs because eggs are actually very good for you um, as far as like making you feel better. Um, or if like my stomach hurts or something, I'll drink like ginger tea um, or I'll make something with ginger in it. And this is something that, again, like our, our ancestors have been doing this. They've been using foods as medicines. And unfortunately, that's something we've kind of gotten away from. You know, the more that big pharma has this involvement in our lives, we're just kind of forgetting that a lot of the things that we need, we, we literally have access to them. And like herbs, for example, herbs are not just like for seasoning your food. They can actually be very, very beneficial to you. They have lots of vitamins, lots of minerals, nutrients in them that are, you know, good for your body, good for your brain, things like that. So yeah, food, food is medicine. Um, but back to kombucha. <laughs> So uh, kombucha, it's, it can, um, oh man, I don't know if I already said this, but it can help strengthen your cell walls, actually, um, because like I said, most of our immune system resides there in our gut, and it can help these guys. It gives these guys the things they need, and we can build stronger cell walls in our intestines, which can prevent leaky gut syndrome, which is a, a big problem because when we have leaky gut syndrome, we've got food particles and bacteria going out inside of our body, which is really, really fucking bad. You don't want that to happen. You want all of that stuff to stay where it's supposed to stay. Uh, but this can happen from like irritants and, and weak gut linings. Uh, and we get these tears and perforations in our intestines. So fermented foods can help strengthen these cell walls. And, you know, eating fermented foods is especially important if you're somebody who has taken antibiotics or you are currently taking antibiotics because antibiotics don't discriminate. They kill the good bacteria and the bad bacteria at the same time. And when we kill our good bacteria, we are allowing candida or yeast overgrowth. So the bacteria, are, they're what keeps this candida in check. So without them, we get things like candidiasis or yeast infections, which, you know, happens to a lot of women when they take several rounds of antibiotics, or even if you're very sensitive to antibiotics, you could take one round of antibiotics, and then you're going to go back to the doctor, what, 10, 14 days later and be like, well, now I have a yeast infection. Yes, because your bacteria were killed that are keeping the candida in check. And again, the yeast loves to eat sugar. That's like its primary food source. So if you, um, if this does happen and you do get a yeast infection, cut sugar out completely, like literally all of it, and see how you feel afterwards. I mean, obviously it's going to take a few days, but um, by eliminating sugar, you're taking its food source away and it will die. So our bacteria, they're very important. Um, like I said, not just for producing certain hormones for us, 
keeping our immune system healthy, um, but also for keeping those bad things kind of in check and keeping them, you know, from affecting us negatively. So by adding in a fermented food daily, you can increase your digestion. You can reduce bloating. You can increase your vitamin absorption and yes, even increase your serotonin, which is going to help with your anxiety and with your depression. Or if you don't have those things, it can help prevent, you know, these things from arising. So here's some simple advice I have for you. If your ancestors didn't eat it, you shouldn't either. And if they've been eating it for thousands of years, you probably should too. Pretty easy, right? Easy enough. That's that's simple. That's all you have to remember when you go in the store. Hmm. Did my ancestors eat these goldfish or Cheez-Its? No? Yeah, I probably shouldn't. Yeah, there you go. Simple, simple, simple. Gonna make your uh, grocery shopping so much easier now. <laughs> so don't forget to check out my handmade all-natural personal care products, you guys. They are available on my website. And I do want to give you 10% off of your order, every order. So just go to victoriaraycoaching.com forward slash shop, enter the discount code becoming a natural one word at checkout and everything on there is made using only the highest quality and natural ingredients. And the photos on there were taken by my absolutely gorgeous sister. So you can see her pretty little hands holding everything and she did super good and I'm super proud of her for that. So as always, you guys, thank you so much for hanging out with me. Thank you for listening to this. I really do appreciate it. Each and every one of you, wonderful, wonderful people. So until next time, my friends, go out there and have yourself a great freaking day.